Well, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Come on. I'm so glad to be here back in Grace family. And uh, I hope you understand my accent. There is one guy who can understand me so well. That is my friend Paul Beatty. He has come uh, this morning because he has been with me for a long time in India. And since we have a, a Kingdom Building India project uh, going on, building the churches, I think the sound a little bit. And uh, of course, because of COVID, we could not do it for a few years, but uh, very, very faithfully has been coming with the team. And he has seen me, how I function there. Sometimes, uh, he might not get my audience, sit outside and uh, having his own work. I will be talking to the pastors and all, all that. Uh, but end of the day, it was a wonderful commitment, togetherness, and building some wonderful churches. And today, the people are worshipping the living God. That's the beauty. When we work hard every day and all that happened, once... Um, you uh, see that happening, it feels you accomplished, that you had done something what we are supposed to do. So that's one thing. Thank you, Paul, for being with us. Alan, thank you so much, you being the chairman of the board, leaving, leading us in that. So thank you so much. And I'm so glad to be back here. And uh, here is my beloved wife, in whom I'm well pleased. <laughs> Yeah. We have been, uh, uh, we have celebrated our 40th wedding anniversary last week. People said that, is it your child marriage? I said, no. We, were, we, got, we are grown up and got married. So how could you look so young and handsome? I said, this is just by the grace of God. And uh, also... I learned one thing in these 40 years. I want all the men can understand this. First, when I got, when I got married to Rani, she, I thought she doesn't know anything actually. <laughs> Whenever I wish to have a discussion, I say, you don't know, just let me decide, let me take, let me take the call. Then after 10 years, I thought she knows little, few things. You know. <laughs> A few things. She knows a few things. Then 20 years, then I realized she knows a little better, but do I need to confess it or not? <laughs> then after 40 years, then I realized she knows better than me. She knows everything and I know nothing. <laughs> yeah. Then one thing I was happy, even she, after knowing everything, she kept quiet as if she doesn't know anything. What a gracious uh, behavior she was all these years. So it has been a great journey together. She's a wonderful person. And uh, it doesn't mean that uh, we had uh, discussions, debates, disagreements, arguments, all those things are part of life, you know. How many of you believe in that? Say yes. Uh, yeah. One guy came and told me that we never had any 
quarrel after the wedding after the marriage i said that could be the biggest lie on the face of the earth <laughs> there is nothing more than that you know it it has to go like that but one thing i because why i look young uh, because i die for jesus you know you all know that you know when i got married you got it right when i got married i had a long hair nice hair and all i was very much happy about my long hair like you know but uh, over a period of time god felt that he should not keep burden on my head <laughs> so he was slowly taking away the burden but he is so gracious not from the this side from the back side he is taking so i cannot see what is happening behind me <laughs> so let me whenever i look at the mirror i said oh wow you are looking good man but what is happening behind me i don't know somebody has to tell me that you are just going different so that is my all that what uh, uh, is happening in our lives we have uh, three kids and uh, we they all got married and uh, we have six grandchildren and uh, the last one recently last month we had one uh, baby boy uh, and then we were so happy and uh, his parents named him as jordan which is a good name so we are so happy to see all six grandchildren together you know they love us they like us we play with them many things and i enjoy being with the kids one day i took my uh, one of my uh, grandchildren all to the zoo so always you can make them believe what you said is right so they were by my side that guy is a four year old guy and i the, when the tiger was coming i told him the tigers and lions will listen to me he said wow then i said the tiger was just about to come i said tiger come this side the tiger was coming and just it was taking a little turn i could feel that the turn was about to take tiger turn this side turning and going he was looking at me and then we were about to go back i said tiger get back the tiger was going back he was looking at me he doesn't know what exactly my grandpa is strong guy he is a great guy then we went to another few places then to the ostrich the bird you know ostrich bird it eats and looks eats and looks up then i said when it was looking up i said come on ostrich eat eating then got up then said, come on again eat eating and then he looked at his father and said dada you know what he speaks good english you know what these animals are listening to grandpa <laughs> then i realized a child can believe everything anything but once you are grown up you have a great idea about what is happening how we can take the word of god how you have to make a choice not to go by the words of the people but by the word of god that's the most important thing and this morning i uh, i don't have, i don't think that i can preach for a long message because in india a better speaker will preach for 3 hours yes until the last man gets saved <laughs> totally repented 
that's the that's the idea of the three hours preaching but you know we can just take some time and i'll close it as quickly as possible and uh, we are happy to have havi with us in january havi please you know havi k and pat pat my friend where is he is there whenever you are preaching somebody is not coming to church you should think that the rapture might have taken place <laughs> call them and said are you there are you there if says yes i am there then so because the, once the rapture is gone when you start preaching going on preaching there is no meaning in it you know make sure that uh, people are here so and we uh, encourage we invite them encourage them to come and we'll have a wonderful time so this morning i just want to preach on one thing share my heart thank you alan for giving this time to me to share the word thank you jini and uh, as tim was telling that yesterday we had a, a table tennis match ping pong he he confessed it actually you know i wanted to say but he already confessed it mohan has beaten me <laughs> that's okay there is another chance tim if you work hard you will try to come to that place you know god bless you so this morning like you know every preaching every sharing there is an intention like you know i came here with an intention to say something to you guys there is an intent and intent has to be carried by the content what i am going to share the second thing intent content at the same time the context what how could this the content can be contextualized to the present situation it should not go over the heads of the people how can it be contextualized that's the most important thing when solomon was young he asked the lord to give understanding to to take care of his subjects then god gave him three things he gave him knowledge he gave him understanding he gave him wisdom three things so what do you mean by these three knowledge is information we all know that we all know what what is the word of god we read we'll hear that's the knowledge the information and then understanding is like a evaluation evaluating the word what you heard whether it is right whether it is partially right whether it is 100% right that's evaluation and finally application wisdom is nothing but application of what you heard what you have evaluated and then apply into your life that's why jesus said the one who hears my word and do it accordingly he is a wise man that's what the bible says the application makes you a wise man listening doesn't make you a wise man it gives you information and your understanding how you can take that how you can take it suppose i i don't know whether i should use this analogy or not uh, but let me tell you suppose if is a, there is a doctor in india we have in the on the cigarette boxes it is written uh, smoking is injurious to health is it in here also is there oh you are all one and same actually that's good so smoking is injurious to health if suppose a doctor 
smokes. What does it mean? That guy has a knowledge about it. He has got the understanding being a doctor, but still he is smoking. That means he is not applying what he knows. What he knows. You have been properly taught by the word of God. Here are the best people in the, in the, here in the church, like Pastor Allen, Pastor Tim, uh, Pastor Harvey, all these guys and some other wonderful teachers are here. My point is, when you listen to the word, how much the application is taking place in our lives? That's the point. Living in God's promises. For us, God makes one statement. Let me read that for you. Numbers 23, 19. God is not a man that he should lie. Or a son of man that he should change his mind. As he said, he will not fulfill it. Whatever he says, he will fulfill it. Whatever the promise God makes to us, he will fulfill it. That's what he was talking to Jacob when he was running away from his father and from his brother. Until, unless I do what I said, I will not leave you. God's promise is that everything what he says to us, he will make it pass into our lives. This morning, my question to you personally, to grace generally, what are the promises God has made to you personally and to grace fellowship in general? This is the question. Do you know that? Do you know the promises of God? Do you live in those promises? Because God is a promise maker. Not only God is a promise maker, God is a promise keeper. Not only God is a promise keeper, He is a promise fulfiller. That's what I just want to encourage you this morning. And also, what the promises God has made. And whenever we we talk about the promises, the first person we come to our mind is Abraham in Genesis 12. What he says, leave your country, leave your family, leave your father's house. All the familiarities what he has got. In fact, he was living in a very comfortable life. But God says, come out of that, Abraham, because I have a great plans for your life. Come out of those things. You know that story. I don't want to get deeper into that. You know that. So once God made a promise to Abraham, you know what he says? I will make you a great nation. Everybody wants to be great. Not only that, I will bless you. And I will make your name great. God is talking to a human, a human Soul, human mind, what a human wants. He wants to be a great nation. He wants to be a blessed. He wants, you know, his name should be great. That's the human thing. And God says, I'll do it for you, Abraham. But under one condition, if you come out of that, walk with me. So Abraham did that. He just came out and also... He was, you know the story, all that story. But one thing, when God, Abraham was walking with God, he had some flaws in his life. You know the flaws. 
when Sarah thought it's not going to happen with her, they waited almost for 24 years for Isaac. When God spoke to Abraham, it was seven, he was 75. 24 years. In these 24 years of waiting, there was a mistake that took place in the life of Abraham through Sarah. What Sarah said, let, let there be some other shortcuts. In the kingdom, there is no shortcut. It has to be in God's way, not your way, not my way. It has to be like that. So go back to the word of God. When you have a problem, go back to the word of God and see what the Lord says. The word has given everything to us. It is a settled issue. Don't question God when the word is there. It is a settled issue. Don't debate on a settled issues. So Hagar was, has come into his life that created commotion. You know that. Then Isaac came. After some time, God was testing Isaac, beloved. God was testing Isaac. God, God, Abraham was walking with God. Then Abraham used to hear the voice of God. One day he said, your only son, your only son, you give me sacrifice as a burnt offering. That was the word. You know what is burnt offering? Abraham knows burnt offering. Burnt offering means you have to put the animal on the altar and you kill the animal and you have to put fire. And the entire animal reduces into ashes. Abraham has been doing that in the past. So now when God said offer him as a burnt offering that means in his, in his, in his mind in his, the visual what he was looking at he was looking at his son being reduced to ashes. Now coming back to the logic God said your descendant I will bless. There is word already promise was there. But Abraham Never debated with God. He should have, if I was thinking, if I would have been in Abraham's shoe, what would I say? You know what I would have said? I said, Lord, you already gave me a promise that through this son, you are going to bless me. How can you take that son? But Abraham never debated with God. Sometimes when God speaks to you, he wants you to say yes to him. That's it. There is no other point. He wants you uh, implicit obedience to his voice. So Abraham said, it's okay. Then, you know the story. I'm just giving a glimpse of it. You know, three days, two days he was there. On the third day, God told him, I will show you a mountain at Mount Moriah. He, he went there and he was talking to his people, the young servants, you stay here with the donkey, but me and my son, we go up and worship the Lord and we come back. That was the faith of Abraham. We come back. 
Now the point here is you know that everything and he was there, he was taken by and his son was asking, Lord, Father, Dad, everything is there. Where is the lamb? Where is the sacrifice? The Lord will provide. And then he was put him on the, on the altar. He bound him and raised his knife to kill him. But an angel from the heaven said, Abraham, Abraham, stop it. You have not taken a back offering your son. By this I could understand that you fear me. There was never a big meeting there. You fear that I understand that you fear me. That was the word by the Lord. Now here I want to tell you one thing, beloved, what stuck in my heart. Do you have the faith like Abraham? Do you have the faith like Abraham? What was Abraham thinking? In Hebrews chapter 11 verse 19, he said, even I offer my son, even if he, re he reduces into ashes, still my God can raise him. Still my God can raise me. He is able to do that. This morning this is the word for some of you. You might have some aspirations. <coughs> you might have some, uh, you know, the promises. You might aspiring for something, some desires, some prayers of yours. Maybe it looks impossible to happen in your life. Will it come to pass about your children, about your future? About your personal life. Will it come to pass in my life? Can it happen now? Can it happen to, the, to grace? Fellowship in general. But today the Lord is releasing a word. I can still raise Isaac from the ashes. I can still raise Isaac from ashes. That's what Abraham believed. God can raise him even from the dead. The dead is not a body, it was ashes beloved. So this morning I want to encourage you that you know, nothing is just gone. God can raise anything in our lives, through our lives. This is what Abraham's life I have seen. I just, uh, you know, sometimes what happens is uh, when you say something, you don't even mind that. Recently, a few weeks back, there was one lady who came to our church. I mean, she's a part of our church. She said, you know, uh, my daughter is having seizures. You know, seizures means convulsions. And she was admitted in the hospital. I just prayed. Then I said, next Sunday, she should come and give a testimony. Next Sunday, let her come and, since we have prayed now, next Sunday, let her come and give her testimony. But I didn't know after them, when she went to the hospital, you know what happened? The doctor said, she has got brain dead. It's gone. Brain dead. Then I don't know that. You know, she was just praying. She said, Lord, my pastor said next Sunday, she has to come to the church and she has to give a testimony and you must raise her up now. That was her faith. Thank God I don't know that. <laughs> I don't know. See, I would have, if I would have known that she has a brain dead, my prayer would have been different actually. The Lord has given, the Lord has taken. Blessed be the name of the Lord. 
that would my would have been my prayer but i said next sunday let her come and testify for the glory of god she took that word she was talking to the doctors next sunday i must go and give testimony they said her brains dead ma'am so she was praying and friday slowly she started moving saturday she was all right saturday evening she was discharged sunday morning she came to the pulpit and she was giving the testimony which i do not know actually to be honest i was sitting there with my wife and she said last time it was happened then pastor said you know come and give a testimony and i prayed over it it was her faith i prayed over it and god healed my daughter today she is here standing and we glorify the name of the lord i said i don't know what to say actually to be honest i was perplexed like you know being a senior pastor like the, no 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 i was like, oh what's happened wow god you can still work god you can raise a brain dead to a person just like that miracles still happen beloved if we believe this grace i have seen so many miracles happening it's my prayer that one day this church will see the best of god's power in this church beloved i i prophesy to this church you will see the the intense presence of god and the manifest presence of god no people need not be prayed when they come inside this happened to us this happened to us i can tell you a story it looks funny but it's a real story one i i think paul has seen our uh, compound paul betty has seen there's one guy for 15 to 20 days he has a constipation and uh, he came and we uh, we were informed that you know this guy is coming we have to pray for him i said what oh, this constipation problem what is this and all i was just waiting for him this guy could be what is his condition like you know 15 20 days nothing is going out so what is the problem you know this guy could be very very highly volatile guy and uh, then i said waiting waited for 10 minutes waited for 20 minutes 30 minutes then the guy was coming slowly quietly relaxed i said what happened he said the moment i entered into the compound i could not stop myself <laughs> i was running to the washroom and i just got relieved pastor you need not pray for me anymore <laughs> i said okay yeah otherwise it should have come into loose motions like you know if you pray more so then i realized one thing not only one thing there are many i can tell you the instances because the presence of god will touch the people beloved and this is for grace and all and then god can raise even from the ashes whatever god has promised to us and then the another thing i want to share and i want to close it uh, another point uh, uh, is that you know when god brought children of israelites out of egypt there was a red sea you know god would have taken out the red sea but god has parted the red sea because god wanted them to know that he is god of 
you know, Yahweh God. And then they went out, you all know the story. And then God promised them a land. God promised them a land. And then they came out and instead of reaching in 11 days, they started, they started marching and the marching has become a meander, meandering, moving our circles, going around circles. They started as worshippers and they ended up as wanderers. That was the thing happened to them. And then you can see another point. And then God, God gave them almost, if you look at the, uh, now the Hamas and Israel are in, in conflict. If you look at that, when God promised them, it was like 300 square miles. 300,000 300, square, square miles. That was the land God has promised them. You know how much they have occupied? 30,000 square miles. It's a stretchable promise. God said Lebanon, Iraq, everything. If today they would have taken that, there would not have been any conflict. They restricted themselves. They limited themselves. They limited themselves so that God could not give them all that what is promised to them. This morning, this is my caution. Guys, rise up. Every promise is a stretchable promise. How much you ask God? Ask of me, I will give you nations as an inheritance. Ends of the world as your possession. It's only we should ask. And then what happened? When they were 40 years, they were struggling in the wilderness. For what? Because they were stubborn, they could not take anything, whatever God said, they were looking to themselves, not to the word of God. You know that, I don't want to get there. But one thing, Caleb, what God has promised him 40 years back, before Moses, that this land, Hebron, belongs to you, Caleb. And Caleb was looking for that. When they came, went as a spies, 10 gave a bad report and uh, Caleb and Joshua gave the good report. And then what happened? Because of these 10 people, they, they cried all through the night. They wanted another leader to go back to Egypt. Instead of going forward, they want to go back because they saw these giants over there. Now they were looking themselves as a grasshoppers in their own sight, in the sight of those anarchists. Now this is the point, beloved. How do you look at yourself? As a champion? A conqueror? More than conqueror? What we look at to ourselves? To me, I always say that I am a champion. I don't want to lose. That's why whenever I play with Tim, I don't want to lose my game. Never I want to lose my game. I go down rather, I go down fighting, but I'll never give up. Because I feel, even the spiritual realm, there should be a tenacity not to give up in our lives. You're fighting for your child, your sons, your daughters, your friends, pray for them. Your prayer will make a big difference. My wife, she gets up early in the morning, she prays. 
And uh, I always feel that, you know, you need somebody to pray for you. The prayer makes a big difference in our lives. Here Caleb, he was standing before Joshua. He said, 40 years back when there was a promise given to me, and I still am holding that promise with me. What I was, the strength what I had 40 years back, still today I have the strength to wage a war, not to survive. 85 years, he was still holding. What was his lifestyle? For 40 years, he was living with the people, those who speak negative words. They get up in the morning, they say, oh, we can't go, we can't inherit any of the promises. We can't do anything. Just let us live a, a medical, substandard life. God has not created us to live a substandard life. It's a victorious Christian life. When we walk into the situation, we should carry the presence of God. We should see that things happen through our life and our ministry, beloved. And then what happened to these 40 years? Every day morning, people come and say, we can't make it. We can't make it. Not one day, not two days. For 40 years, in adverse conditions, with negative talk, but he never gave up, beloved. He never gave up about his promises. This morning I want to challenge you. There might be some adverse conditions. There might be some negative situations. But you go by the word of God. Voice of God. When Jesus was tempted you know, by, the, by, the, by Satan, you know, what the Satan said, if you are a son of God, if you are a son of God, turn these stones into bread. What Jesus said, what was the situation there? There was an adverse situation. He, was, he has fasted for 40 years and he was hungry. The reality, is, the fact is that he was hungry. But the devil tried to take advantage of the situation, the adverse situation. Devil always creates a doubt in our hearts. Always a doubt. Does God love you? Are you a favorite child of God? Does God love you? This is the problem, beloved. One day, I was ministering in one of the churches in Waco, Texas. And everybody was prayed for some words of knowledge, some prophetic words, some healings that took place. And finally, one lady was back standing. She was always, she was there. I, I watched her, but I didn't say anything. Everybody was done. She came. And the pastor brought her. She was, you are, this is the last one. You can pray. I said, sure, why not? But she stood before me. She was fully drunk. I said, oh, okay. But Indian pastor, little bit of like, you know, when somebody comes like that, people come with like this, but she stood there and then she asked me a question. Please pray for me. And uh, I said, God loves you. God loves you. Still God loves me? I said, yes. Still God loves you. The way you are. Because God is love. He loved us first. We never loved him first. That's what John's letters, you can see that. He loved you first. He gave his life for you first. He wants to see you that the best is yet to come in your life. 
It's not your love for him, but his love for you makes a difference. And she stood there. And then I prayed for her. Lord, touch and transform her. She is your precious child. And she went back. I forgot, you know, when you pray, you forgot things. And after six months, when I came back, I had a... I went to see him and he said, what happened to that lady who came the last time? Last, she was the last. I prayed for her. What happened? You know what he said? That was a turning point in her life. In her life. Because she was looking for the love. She was seeking for the love. Can somebody love me? In this world of rejection, we see, seems to be accepted by people. Loved by people. And when she was there, then she was a high, she was a big time officer, HR. She moves in the uh, business class and all. She's, he said, now she's totally all right, Mohan. And she's now totally changed. One word. Still God, still God loves me? Yes, he loves us. That's the word, beloved. That's why I want to tell you, when Caleb, he was having the negative talk coming, he never accepted that. He rejected that. He rejected it totally. He said, I don't need that. I want to hear the voice of God. I, I know that there is a voice of God. I know that I need to go to that mountain. For 45 years, waiting, beloved. The timing part, can you understand? One year is okay, but 45 years. Still holding on to the promises of God. And then, when he was telling, I'm ready for the war. I'm ready for the war. Hear the voice of God, not the voices of the people. It could be good, bad, and ugly at times. We had one sister, still she is a part of our church. One day she came to me and she said, Pastor Mohan, even I think Paul knows her, I think. She came to me and she said, Pastor Mohan, I have gone to all the churches in Hyderabad city. But when I came to this church, the Lord told me, this is your church. Not that other churches are not good. They are all good churches. But God's combination is this church. God wants that I should serve him through this church. Then she, you know what she said? One point she said, Pastor, even if you say, ask me to get out of this church, I will never go from this church. Wow, I want those people actually. Small offenses, if you are preaching over time, people don't come. If you do, I mean, you know that, you know, people have a different mindset. So I was saying, so what, what happened, sister, what, how it goes with you? She said, I will, if you don't allow me to come into the church, I will sit at the gate and listen to the word and give my tithe. I'll give my tithe and I go back but I will not leave this church until I die. I said, Lord, give everybody this conviction, Lord. Everybody this conviction so that they will never leave the church. You know. That's what uh, happens, beloved. Hearing the voice of God. Caleb was hearing the voice of God. He never ever <coughs> allowed other voices in his life. Do you, are you allowing other voices in your life? Which looks good at times. Sometimes it's okay, but hear the voice of God. And Caleb came to Joshua and said, 
this is what I want. And God, Joshua said, go and have it. You know the rest of the story. Caleb went and he went and he killed all those uh, three sons of Arba and he take, took that mountain beloved. This morning, how many of you can say that? What is promised to me? The mountain. Give me that mountain that is given to me. For grace, there is a big mountain. How many of you know that? Because I have been coming to grace for the past 20 years, if I am right. More than 20 years. I have seen some young girls, they were young at that time. Now they got married, they have children. And uh, they are grown up. So that time they were young. Not very young, but they were young. Elizabeth, Sharon, Katie and some other people. All those were young girls that time. But today life is different, like you know. And now but one thing I want to tell you. <coughs> that I have seen the process of this church. Always I realized I was praying one thing. When God has a greater purpose on a church, a vision, that devil will always try to attack. Always. When God, when God the Father was talking to Satan, the seed of woman will crush your head. The seed of woman will crush your head. What was the devil Satan looking for? The seed of the woman. The devil thought, the Satan thought, when Abel's offer is accepted, it, he could be the seed of the woman. Killed him. <coughs> and then, he thought there should not be anyone who is qualified to trample my head. He contaminated all the generation of Noah, except one family. You see that happening. And then, at one point of time, he thought it could be Moses. Drown him. And then he thought it could be David. And David ended up in adultery. And then finally he found a match in Jesus Christ. That's why, you know what he said? You know, here is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. In whom I am well pleased. When the devil came and questioned Jesus Christ, if you are a son of God, turn these stones into bread. What Jesus said. A man shall not live by bread alone, but every word that proceeded from the mouth of God. Every word. What was the word? 40 days back, <coughs> when, when Jesus has taken the baptism and stood on the banks of River Jordan, there was a voice piercing the skies and said, Here is my beloved son. In whom I am well pleased. And Jesus said, I hang on to that word. Not to the situations. That is the truth that should come into my life. The fact, I don't care. The fact could be different in our lives. But the truth will come and overpower the fact, beloved. The truth. What is the truth? He loves you. That is the truth. He cares for you. That is the truth. And he will never leave you nor forsake you. That is the truth. And he will fulfill all the promises what he has made into your life. That is the truth. What is the fact now? Maybe adverse. Maybe lack. Maybe struggle. That's okay. 
That's all, it's all right. But the truth of God that I am his son. That's why he said, man shall not live by bread alone. Every word. Because the devil will try to question your identity, beloved. Are you a son of God? Are you loved by God? Every time. When something happens, first point is, are you loved by God? Are you accepted by God? There are somebody who is special than you. No. Everybody is special to God. When I was, once I was watching the Jesus movie and uh, I was all alone because men, we don't feel like crying before anyone. That's men, man kind of a thing, you know. Even if you cry, go back and cry and come back normally. So I was watching the movie when the time of crucifixion, I just started crying. I was all alone. And then everybody, nobody was there actually. I was all alone in the, in the house, middle of the night. Then I just felt one thing. Nobody's there so I can cry as much as I can. Nobody's there. I was crying. Then I realized one thing. How much a man can love for another one. Here is Jesus Christ. He loves me. That's why I always in my life, I always have no complaints on anyone. I never speak a negative word on anyone. Let the devil speak those negative words, not me. I pray for people. I love them. That's my heart. That should be our attitude, beloved, because God made all the promises into our lives. I want to see that happen. I want to see this grace. When I was praying this morning, I said, Lord, what is the word you have to give to the grace? He said, I can raise grace from ashes. I can raise grace from ashes into a wonderful thing. A great ministry will come out from this place. Hundreds and thousands will be touched by the Grace Fellowship. And uh, this place will be known as the manifest presence of God. There will be worship that goes on from this place. People will come back. How many of you believe, finally this is my last word, how many of you believe that God is a God of restoration? How many of you believe that God is a God of restoration? Joel 2.25 says, the years the locusts have eaten, I will, I will restore back. I will restore back. And I have seen that happening in my church. When people left us, when they came back, I said, there's a door open for them. Because we love them. I love them. We all love them. So there is a restoration in your life, your health, your relationships, your finances. Everything can be restored back. I was asking somebody, what is the restoration part comes in? You know, somebody told me, God gives you so much, so much joy that the, your past pain will never be remembered. Your joy, what he pours out into your life, the prosperity, the joy, he will forget what has happened in the past. That is the restoration part, beloved. My always, my prayer that, you know, let us sow a good seeds in our life and through our lives. Like Isaac, in his place where there was famine, there was no, there was lack. 
how could he till the ground in the dry ground but god said if you put a seed i will see that it will grow up if you put a seed i'll see that it will grow up the same year not second year the same year it has given 100 fold beloved not 100% 100 fold of thing this is what it's my sincere prayer that grace will have a 100 fold blessings coming up in your lives and also not only that in your personal lives i was praying for people like you know even in your lives every relation should be restored back for the glory of god everything will come back in its place like don't give up like caleb hold on to the promises of god how much time it takes it doesn't matter but in god's time it will come to pass so this is what i just want to say shall we stand in his presence shall we stand in his presence father in the name of jesus we come to your throne of grace lord god yes lord you are a god of promises lord god all that what has happened in the past lord that will give us an understanding lord god that will make us to understand your heart my god lord as abraham could see the ability lord god the sovereign god the yahweh god who could raise my son even from the ashes lord god the faith lord god give us that faith lord god and also lord god i pray as caleb lived in the promises of god despite of adverse situations and negative talk but one thing is said we can make it we are able to do it even after 40 years 45 years still he has got the heart a voice give me this mountain as the lord promised me though it's hard but for me the lord will give this to me because lord is with me because it is the promise of god to me don't give up the promises of god in your life beloved as the word of god says do not be sluggish but imitate those who inherit the promises by faith and patience let there be a tremendous testimony from this dear ones lord god bless them and be with them lord lord finally lord you are able to do more than abundantly than what we ask or even think according to the power that works in us lord god beyond our ask or think lord god this grace will have that ability to carry on your mantle upon their lives my god i just commit them under the throne of grace in the name of father son and the holy ghost lord we give you glory and honor in jesus most precious name i pray amen um over 20 years ago pastor mohan and i became uh, friends in san antonio texas and uh We've been friends for all that time, and uh, 
but somewhere in that process, we went from being friends to he became my pastor. And uh, it's emotional, a little, a little bit. <clears throat> okay, straighten up. We don't like to do that, do we? Well, I was like, I'm a man, <clears throat> and I have a deeper voice today because I have a cold. But uh, I believe what he said is true. Wisdom is shown when you act on what you know from the Lord. And uh, we believe in impartation. We believe in laying on of hands. We believe in what the scripture says about that. And many things that we are as a result of things that Pastor Mohan and Pastor Ronnie have, have uh, imparted to us. And I think it's a day when, okay, you know what? We've been through a hard time. Some of you weren't here, uh, you know, but we've been through a hard time. And I believe that it's true. But you know what? The promises of God never change. Some of you have had promises. You know, you've heard from the Lord. You know you have a destiny and purpose, and you're here for that. You're here on earth for that. You're here in Grace Fellowship for that. And we have a, an impact that we're, we're called by God to make. We've known it for 20, it's been almost 24 years probably. But the uh, thing is, will we respond to what our pastor said? See, that's wisdom, right? Well, I believe, and I'm going to act on what I believe. And uh, it's important. And if you're, uh, and it's funny, I don't know where our, uh, I want to ask the pastors to come up here with me and the elders. I don't know where Rick is. Oh, there he is. He's back there. He's not sitting by his lovely wife. He's back there. He sits by the back door so he can go out and smoke when he needs to. But uh, that was that was that was a joke. That was a joke. Uh, come in closer, Pastor Mohan. If you don't mind, I would just because the truth is, these are your pastors and your elders, and uh, we have a lot. Of, just a lot of you are so important to our body, and God's doing things. But I believe, Pastor Mohan, we can say yes to what you're saying. I think it was a huge, huge revelation from God. And wisdom is listening to God and acting on it. And in, in a second, I believe a lot of people, a lot of you guys are with us. You've heard God speak to you. And are you going to be wise? Are you going to act on what he's saying? I would recommend it. And also... Uh, uh, we believe in what's happening. So, Pastor Juan, I just, if you would, just uh, pray for us as a group. And you can have the microphone. Well, you can stretch forth your hands toward the, this wonderful man of God, Alan, great apostolic leader, Tim, a prophetic. Uh, I, I was uh, interacting with him for a long time. This man of God has got a great prophetic insight. And uh, yesterday when I was talking to him that uh, it's going to be a, a spiritual prophetic realm that should come and bless the people. And uh, Alan is an apostolic leader. Raise the next generation. Yeah. And we have uh, Harvey. I was telling him that in India of this age, he's Caleb to me, actually. <laughs> he's a Caleb, actually, 85 years. Still, he wants the mountain. 
and we call in india 85 year old guys as uncle uncle harvey so you know these generations will speak one thing if you are faithful to god this man still work for god at the age of 85 moving around never say tired the passion what drives him out the passion inside the fire inside it's not the health it's not the issues it's a passion for god i wish that he should get that passion of these guys who are here rick i have seen rick uh, a wonderful brother very loving very caring he has a great concern for this church he wants to see this church being full and full of activity that was his heart he loves he has given his life to this he said i must do this something i must give myself so these are the people whom you should appreciate whom you should pray for they have gone through all the ups and downs in their lives they cry in the night maybe come out morning without just laughing because uh, that's what uh, you should stand with them come and speak to them say a good word to them appreciate them for what they all have done i want that people come and speak to me pastor mohan you are wonderful that blesses my heart because somebody says a word it's not an easy journey for them so you should uh, pray for them every day make them feel happy the word of god says the people who are above you if they do it with joy it's a blessing to you great blessing to you so i just pray for this wonderful man of god it's a privilege 20 years back i prayed 20 year once pastor alan asked me to pray for them i prayed now it's a joy please stretch forth your hand this is a very emotional moment for grace and this grace will touch i was telling yesterday this grace will touch not only cabot but entire arkansas people will come from every walk of their lives to come here to get blessed healings the freedom prayers prophetic these things will happen this is going to be the center like antioch this is going to be the center for this arkansas Amen. believe that hold the promise of god Amen. let's pray father in the name of jesus christ of nazareth we come to your throne of grace lord you are such a wonderful god a loving father you have called my dear friend alan and my dear friend tim harvey and rick and um, kelly lord this is a wonderful team lord god they love you from the bottom of their hearts they want to live for you they want to serve you no matter what happens this morning lord let there be a tremendous anointing that touch them lord god rekindle the fire lord god recommitment lord god enforcing the vision once again upon them lord god as paul says i press on i press on i don't care what's behind me 
what people say i don't even bother about that but i love them i go with my god to finish the task one day i want to stand before my beloved jesus christ to hear one voice one word well done my good and faithful servant that is my ambition lord let that inculcate into this dear words lord god release them lord god in a greater way the the way abraham believed the way caleb believed lord god the promises of god let grace will see the glory of god coming down to this place my god and with all these dear ones who are standing and making a commitment to grace lord god here we are with you pastors we stand with you no matter what that should be the commitment lord bless them and be with them we just thank you for all the goodness you have lavished upon our lives bless pastor alan bless pastor tim bless pastor harvey bless the two elders rick and kelly and all the dear ones who are serving absolutely giving 100% of themselves lord reward them lord god let every gift in this church be revealed and be used for the glory of god and we release that anointing upon these dear ones and to the church at large we give you glory and honor in jesus name i pray amen 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 thank you thank you okay um that was unplanned but uh there's something the lord's doing today so i believe it's really true if you've heard from the lord uh be wise and respond and we welcome you to join us in this journey if you're not a part of us we love people even you you know which is that was a joke it was a joke we love jimmy so we can love about anybody <laughs> so uh thank you we have ministry teams that'll be up here that would want to join you in praying about the mountains or the promises god's given you let's don't give up let's believe okay So thank you for being here today. God bless you guys and y'all have a great afternoon.